It is 7.08 and ready for the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. We are ready to roll. Lior is ready to rock as well. I'll tell you right away, severancepaycalculator.com. It's an amazing tool. We'll get to that. Probably refer to it several times during the show tonight. And all kinds of stuff on the way, including medical lease and frustration of contract, what that means, how they work, hours of work, your phone calls, your emails, and 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. Call through and talk to us, and we'd love to talk to you. Week that was is how it starts, brother. How are you? Well, John, it's actually been a busy start. It's only Monday, but a really, really busy start to the week uh, today. I've spoken with a lot of people. Phone's been ringing off the hook. People that have uh, heard our radio show, watched us on, on TV before, yep. and people that uh, want to have uh, their questions answered about their workplace rights. And that's so good because a lot of these people would have assumed before they heard us that they don't have rights, that they don't have entitlements, that they're stuck with their prom. Well, the good news is people now are starting to understand there is solution to your workplace proms. And, you know, I, I'm here all the time talking about that, informing and educating people. And those people listening to our show educate others. So over over time and slowly but surely, a lot of people get informed and, and, and educated. That's great. So if you have any proms right now, take advantage for the next uh, 40 minutes or so. We're going to be here answering all your questions and hopefully solving a lot of your workplace proms. Otherwise, tune in and hopefully we can teach you a few interesting things. And the week that was where I start off talking about just a couple of situations that I've seen over the past few days. Uh, first situation, John, kind of an interesting one. I spoke with a, a gentleman who had worked as a driver, uh, kind of a delivery driver local mm-hmm. here in the city uh, for uh, about five or six years. And uh, he uh, had worked a lot of hours, anywhere from 55, 60, even 65 hours a week, pretty much consistently. By the way, independent contractor. Right. was referred to as an independent mm-hmm. contractor. And he was let go, and he was let go because of something pretty bad that he did. It was a sexual harassment situation, and he did it. Okay. He contacted me about it, and I said, no, uh, there is cause here to let you go. Whether you're an employee or not, you don't get any severance because of the fact that uh, you, you're engaged in this inappropriate conduct. But here's the thing. Because he was, in fact, an employee the whole time, the company actually owed him a lot of o- overtime. They owed him vacation pay. They owed him statutory holiday uh. pay. And he could go back two years to pursue that. Even though uh, he doesn't get severance because of his conduct, he is owed overtime, vacation, statutory holiday pay. And we calculated that over the past two years, that was about $20,000 that they owed him. Mm-hmm. $20,000. So I'm going to work with him now, even though, again, he doesn't get severance, to get those entitlements. And I wanted to bring it up today because, obviously, this is a topic that's an incredibly important one. So many people are misclassified. Again, this guy had a steady job for five years plus, worked 60 hours a week, every week, uh, on and on and on, and they called him an independent contractor. That's silly. That's ridiculous. Of course he's an employee. And that means he should have gotten overtime, he should have gotten vacation pay, etc. So they owe him that now. So if you're working in in a workplace where they call you an independent contractor, but really for all intents and purposes, you have a job, you're an employee, and that may mean you have various entitlements. Let me know if that happens. Call me. And certainly if you lose your job, as long as it's not for sexual harassment like right. this guy, you're going to get severance. It's a very common situation, John. That number, by the way, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. What else you got going on? Well, I spoke with a, a person, a gentleman that was in a very difficult situation a few years ago, was diagnosed with cancer and had to be off work for a long time, about a year actually, uh, to, to, to recover. Thankfully recovered, went back to work and, and continued working for another couple of years. Unfortunately, as is often the case with cancer, he had a relapse and, and, and cancer was back and he had to go off work again. Uh, and he's been off now, again, close to a year, about, about 10 months or so. Mm-hmm. And the company contacted him and said, well, 
we don't think that you're getting better. And given the, your history here, uh, we assume that uh, that your employment uh, is at an end, that you're not going to be coming back. We wish you well and we wish you all the best and hopefully you recover. Uh, and he contacted me and he said, well, wait a second. I'm working here every day to get better. I am getting better, thankfully, knock on wood, and, and I want to come back to work. Can they end this relationship? Uh, I know I've been away for a while, but is that okay to do? And the answer, of course, John, was no, absolutely not. That was not okay. That wasn't even close to being okay. He can be off work as long as he needs to to get better. As long as there's a chance and hope to get better, they have to keep the job open for him. doesn't matter if he's away for a year or two years. doesn't matter if he has depression or cancer or a broken leg. He can be off work. So what they've done there, they've terminated his employment, which of course means he gets severance. He's not abandoning his job. But it's also a human rights issue. If they're letting him go while he's sick, that's illegal. You can't do that. The, the company doesn't get a break just because the person is off work for a long time, just because the person has a serious medical condition. You have the right to be off work. You should be allowed the time to get better, to get healthy. The company can't punish you. Uh, they can't say that you've resigned. You are the only one that can decide if you've resigned. company can't decide that right. for you. So in this, this situation, this is a termination. Severance is owed human rights damages. And it's my job over the next few weeks to make sure that he gets every dollar that he has coming to him. Were they trying to label that as frustration of contract? Well, they, they may have, but they weren't even sophisticated enough to, to, to do that. They simply said, well, we're just assuming you're not coming back to work, right. so we wish you all the best. Uh, we'll talk more about frustration of contract. Generally speaking, that's a situation where there's really no hope for the person right. to come back to work. And the company says, well, it's not your fault. It's not our fault. You're just not coming back. So uh, the relationship ends. That's not this case. Number one, they didn't ask him for any medical information? Are you getting better? Are you coming back to work? They decided he's probably not coming back to work. That's not what frustration is. This is a termination and probably a human rights violation as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and 1-888-225-TALK. That number to call in. Get your questions answered here till around 10 to 8 tonight. That is the uh, number to call, Lior. Bring them on. Ask them. There's going to be an answer there, and chances are you'll be uh, you'll be glad you called anyway. Severance pay calculator before we move on. Give me some details. Well, John, uh, you know, the reason we talk so often about uh, the severance generally and severance calculator is because this is literally where the money is. Uh, severance is important because it's money that's due to an employee when the person needs it the most. Right. You know, the time you need money is when you lose your job, but you still have to pay your bills. You still have to pay all your financial obligations. Those don't go away just because you lost your job. And severance is supposed to help you do that. Well, a lot of people, most people, 90% of people, John, number one, are offered a heck of a lot less than what they're owed. Number two, accept it. I didn't want that to happen, and I've seen it happen for years and years and years. So I wanted to make it as easy as possible for everyone to find out exactly uh, how much they're owed. So severancepaycalculator.com. You go there, you answer three questions. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. You find out exactly how much you're owed. It's easy. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. You don't have to put in a credit card number. You don't have to put in your name. You don't have to put in the company's name. It's just there for your information. And if you're thinking, I don't need that. I know what I'm getting. If I lose my job, I get a week per year or two weeks. Two weeks per year. Or two weeks per year. No, nonsense. That's not even close. Check it out. Do yourself a favor, if not me, severancepaycalculator.com. We're talking medical leaves and frustration of contract. We kind of glazed over it a little bit. We'll get into it a little deeper. Uh, When can an employee go on a medical leave? Well, John, an employee can go on a medical leave if a doctor says you cannot work. So if a doctor tells you you're unable to work, you're allowed to go off 
sick, doesn't matter if it's for a week, a month, a year, or longer. Now, we're not talking about the occasional sick day that we all get sometimes. You know, we have a a runny nose or the flu. We're talking about uh, serious medical conditions. And the, the key here to understand is that it's not up to the employer to allow you to go. It's not up to the employer to, to uh, give you permission. You have a right to go. It doesn't matter what the employer wants, says, or does. As long as you have that doctor supporting you and saying, you can go off on a medical leave. As long as you have that, that's all you need. You give that to your employer and you can go off and, and, and do whatever you need to to get better. And your employer has no say in it. Some of our listeners are probably going, yeah, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if I have a short-term or long-term disability plan. Does that make a difference? A great question. A lot of uh, times some em- employees have either a short-term or a long-term disability, but some don't. Some have none of that at all. Well, it doesn't actually matter. In terms of being able to be off work if you have a medical condition, it doesn't matter if your employer does provide a short-term or a long-term disability plan. The only difference between having one and not having one is a question of whether or not you get paid right. while you are off. So if you have a short-term and long-term disability plan and you qualify for it, then you'll get paid by that plan while you're off on a medical leave. If you don't have a plan, you can still be off just as long, a day, a week, a month, a year. You're just not going to get paid. You may be able to qualify for employment insurance benefits. Even uh, CPP has disability benefits in certain situations. But the fact that your employer does not provide for a short-term disability plan or a long-term disability plan does not change your ability to take a medical leave in any way at all. You can be off as long as you need to. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. You mentioned you know a week, a month, a year, five years. Is there a limit on how long you can be off? There really isn't a limit. As uh, long as... There's a possibility of you coming back to work. There's a, there's a reality that you're, that you're working toward that would see you coming back to work. You can be off as long as you need to. There have been cases where someone was off for seven years and the court still found that, no, their employment has not come to an end. They can still continue to, to be employed because they're getting better. They're working on it. There's still hope. Now, in some situations, if there's no hope, well, fine. But as long as uh, there's hope and you're, you're, you're getting better and your doctor's care and the doctor's saying, yes, you're working towards that, you can be off as long as you need to. So I want us to, to everyone listening, to be very clear here. It's not a question of my employer has a policy that I can only be off for a week or a year or, or two years. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Your employer doesn't get to decide that. Your employer's policies in that respect are irrelevant. Your doctor is the only one that decides how long you can be off work, and that's it. Assuming that employee does have a long-term disability plan through work, what happens if they're denied a payment by that LTD insurer? What do you do? And it does happen often. Yeah. And, and you know, here's a common scenario. Uh, you apply for disability because you can't work. Disability insurance says, no, no, you don't qualify or we're, we're going to cut you off. And then your employer hears about that and says, well, no, you're being cut off disability. Come back to work. Well, wait a second. Not so fast. Those are separate issues completely. The fact that you may or may not qualify for disability benefits or get payment from an insurance company has nothing to do with your ability to be off work. Makes sense. If your doctor is saying you have to be off work for medical reason, your employer doesn't really have the ability to question that. Your employer doesn't have the ability to say, yeah, we don't like that. If if you get that from a doctor, you can be off work. Now, uh, in many situations, John, and gosh, you know this very well because uh, you you host another show dealing with uh, insurance and and disability with my partner, Sivan, is that uh, a lot of times insurance cut people off of disability before they should and while people are still sick. So we can absolutely help people with that as well. But, you know, this is an employment show and I want the message to be very clear. 
that your employer cannot force you to come back to work just because you've been denied disability. It doesn't work that it's way. It's amazing because most people would see those as joined together and they're completely two different things because you said somebody can go off even if they don't have a disability plan. So Absolutely. why would they be connected? Because otherwise, if it was the same thing, as you said, well, you're only allowed to be sick if there's a disability plan. <laughs> otherwise, too bad. You can't be sick. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't work that way. There are separate things completely and uh, you can be off work, disability plan, or no disability plan. We'll take a short break. Lots of time to call in. Get your phone calls answered. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. 1-888-225-TALK. That version of the phone-in is absolutely toll-free. So call us. We'll get to more of your calls and more discussions and emails right here on the Employment Hour. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And about 723, Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. And 1-888-225-TALK. You want to call in, ask your questions. This is the time to do it. Till around 10 to 8 this evening, we continue our discussion, uh, Lior, about medical leaves and frustration of contract. So an employer uh, or an insurance company put pressure on an employee to come back to work because you know what happens. Happens all the time. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a very common situation, that pressure. I mean, listen, the insurance company is in the business of getting you off their payroll, sure. right? And and that's what they do. They put that pressure on and the company would want you to come back to work so they don't have to worry about you, you being off on the medical leave. So again, let's go back to what I said the doctor counts. That's really all that matters. So if you're you're getting pressure, insurance company, uh, your employer, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's get them off your back. I'm pretty good at getting people off or getting your employer off your back. As soon as you, I let them know, hey, you can't do that, they back right off. Right. So if you're being pushed, being bullied, and it's interfering with your ability to get better, to get healthy, just give me a call. one 821 5900 by the way, is that number. If you haven't caught it before, Employment Hour in 30 happens on TV. On the weekends at uh, 10 a.m., you want to check that show out. We are talking about medical leaves, frustration of contract. Um, this one, too, we talk about all the time. Can an employer require an employee to see an independent doctor? You're going to have your own medical team. That is the reason why you're allowed to be off, because your doctor has basically the trump card. But can they say, you know, we want you to see one of our doctors? Yeah, uh, I see this quite often. You know, I used to see it more often, but I still see it sometimes where a company says, well, we'll arrange for an independent medical evaluation. Right. Well, guess what? It's not really independent if the company's paying for it. <laughs> no. So, no, the company cannot require you to see another doctor. Uh, if your doctor is clear in terms of your ability or inability to work that's all that matters the company uh, matters the company can say well we hope someone else will give us a different opinion it is what it is you don't have to see another doctor and again any pressure like that is inappropriate in fact excessive pressure when a company puts too much pressure on you mm. or it's, it's uncomfortable they're maybe now crossing the line towards threats well that could easily be a constructive dismissal in that situation where the company is now treating you in that way. So it's, so the company really should be careful especially when someone is off on a medical leave when they're sick. You know there's a very fine line between being diligent and making sure as an employer you have up to date information sure. and, and crossing the line towards harassment. That's inappropriate. Right. And if you cross that line, you may find yourself, if you're an employer with a human rights violation uh, in front of you, you may find yourself uh, with a constructive dismissal claim against you. A very bad idea. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK is your other option to call in. You have questions about your severance, your employment, you've just been fired. You think, your spidey sense is telling you you might be out the door soon. Give us a call. You have some time till around 10 to 8 to get those phone calls happening. Lior here to answer all of your questions get you on the right track. And again, severancepaycalculator.com. You'll want to find out what your severance offer should be. So uh, an employee maybe, you know, I'm not feeling too bad. I think I can go back to work, but the doctor wants them to have modified duties or uh, special hours of work. What has to happen at that point? Perfect. So this is when we're starting to talk about the duty to accommodate. Right. So if you're... Uh 
able to go back to work, but you need some help. You need some assistance. Maybe it's different uh, you know, responsibility, different hours, maybe less hours. Uh, you know, maybe you need to change your location or some flexibility to work more from home as you get better. Well, then as long as you have a doctor stating that, it starts with you getting something from a doctor saying, here's the accommodation that this person needs. As long as you do that, then the company is under a very, very strict duty to provide that accommodation. It's not up to the company to say, no, we don't want to. The company can't say, well, that's not the job you usually have, so we're not going to do it. The company has a duty to accommodate. It's a very strict duty, and it's a duty that applies even if it's hard. Even if it's not easy for the company to provide that accommodation, they still have to. Now, at some point, it may be too difficult and too costly and too, uh, you know, uh, just uh, outrageous to, mm. to accommodate, but that's very difficult to establish. In most cases, almost all cases, companies have to accommodate. And if your employer won't, if they say, we won't accommodate, we won't give you modified duties, again, human rights violation, potentially a constructive dismissal, completely illegal. If the person goes back to work and says, you know what, I thought I could, I thought I could do this back full swing or modified duties, but I can't, I got to go off work again. Should they fear that? Well, I mean, it's certainly a, an unfortunate situation, but it's not an exact science. You may think, or your doctor may think, you can try going back to work, and you do it, and you realize, no, I can't still. My my back's still bothering me, my leg's still bothering me, whatever it is. Well, it is what it is. We don't control those things. As long as you're speaking with your doctor and the doctor is supporting you, that's all you need. And your employer, again, has to accommodate. And I'm not I'm not completely here insensitive to employers, not at all. I understand that it could be difficult for an employer when you have an employee going off and on uh, work, uh, you know, and medical leaves. But hey, that's the law. Uh, you know, don't complain to me because the law is the way it is. And the law says that you, as an employer, have to bear that burden. So if you have to uh, deal with an employee that's off on a medical leave, that's just the way it is because we want to make sure that people are healthy. We give them that opportunity. And if you're coming back to work and you have to go back off again, as long as your doctor supports you, you can do that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 Talk is toll-free to call in here tonight. Employee, let go while he's on medical leave. Then what do you do? Well, you know, th- there's two questions then we have to ask ourselves. First of all is why was the person let go? Why was there, were the person let go? Because if they're let go because they're on a medical leave, even if that's part of the reason, again, that's illegal. You can't do that. It's a human rights violation easily without any doubt. You cannot let someone go because they're on a medical leave. Full stop, okay? So that's very, very clear. And if you do that, uh, well, again, there's going to be significant damages that's owed to you. The second question is a question of severance, how much severance is owed. So even if the termination is legal, because the termination had nothing at all to do with your medical leave, maybe the department shut down, well, you still get severance. And based on the usual factors, age, position, length of employment, but except you actually may get more severance, enhanced severance if you have a medical leave, because presumably if you're off work, it's going to take you longer. Yeah, work. Yeah. Sure. You can't work. It's going to take you longer to find another job because you're sick, which means you're going to you're gonna get more severance. So you don't, the company doesn't avoid paying severance by letting someone go be, when they're sick. If anything, they're going to have to pay more severance. You mentioned, you know, get to the extreme situation for the employer where it becomes frustration of contract and there's no hope of you coming back. At that point, is there still severance for the employee? So again, frustration of contract for those joining us is a situation where there's just really no hope of the person coming back to work. Person's been off for a while. The doctor is not optimistic that they're ever going to come back to work. It's one of those situations where it's just not going to happen. Well, at that point, the company can say, well, the relationship has ended. 
frustration of contract, and, and we're going to wish you fare, uh, farewell. Except, John, the company still has to pay severance. Not the full amount, not the full severance, only the person's minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. But still, even in a frustration of contract situation, some severance is paid. And for some people, that could be a lot of money. Right. Uh, so if you're in that situation, even if you're in a situation, by the way, and this is important, if you're in a situation where you're not coming back to work ever again, you're too sick, it's just not going to happen, you've been off for a while, you can actually, as the employee, force the issue. You can, you can yourself, as the employee, treat the situation no, as a frustration of contract well, and say, company, since I'm not coming back to work, it's clear, it's done, it's over, I'm not coming back, well, I'm going to make you pay me my minimum entitlements, which could be as much as two weeks per year of service. Again, that's not my full entitlements, yeah. just my minimum entitlements. So if you're if you're an employee and you're on medical leave and you know you're not going back to work, mm-hmm. may as well get that severance. Why not? You still got a bit of time here, right? Till about ten two four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cells. The number to call in, ask your questions about your job, your severance, anything under this wide topic we talk about here uh, all weekend on the weekends as well. And uh, email help at employmenthour.com if you haven't got the TV show, Employment Hour in 30, happens on Global TV on Saturday morning. So time spent on medical leave, for instance, I mean, you have an employee who is a a 10-year employee. They've been off for five years on a medical leave. They're not coming back. Now are they a 15-year employee as far as seniority is concerned when it comes time to let them go? So time spent on a medical leave counts towards your seniority. Absolutely. Even if you've been working for a year and then you go off on a medical leave for two years, well, at that point, you're a three-year employee even though you've been off more than you've been working. So any time off work on a medical leave, whether you're receiving payment from a disability insurance company or not receiving those payments, counts towards your seniority. And why is that important? Well, several reasons. But one of them is the fact that if you do lose your job at some point and we're calculating your severance, that severance has to account for the whole time you've been off, including those years where you're off on a medical leave. Got a, just got an email in now. We'll, uh, we'll get to it. It kind of uh, speaks to what we're talking about. Andrea writes in and says, uh, I was off work for eight months because of a cancer treatment. And when I contacted my employer about coming back to work, I was told that the only job available, entry-level position, 20% pay cut. What do I do? Well, let's let's give her the uh, her employer the benefit of the doubt. And let's say that legitimately there is no other job. They've tried, they look, okay. and the only job available is this other job. So there's no human rights violation. It's legitimately no other job. Well, even though the company is doing it legally, this is still a constructive dismissal because the company is changing the job, changing the duties, the pay. And even though it's not the company's fault necessarily, of course, that the person was off sick, the person still at that point can treat their employment as being terminated. So if you're off on a medical leave, you come back and your job is gone. There's a different job, less pay, not as prestigious. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal and get your severance. Grab a uh, quick call here. Hey, Johnny, good evening. How are you? I'm good, and you? Good, brother. What's going on with you? Well, I'm, I'm fairly old. I'm 70, and I've been an independent contractor for a long time, but I got badly hurt. And WSIB said, oh, you only get covered for two years, even because of my age. And I said, is that true? And he said, oh, yeah, you can only be covered for two years no matter what happens. Is that true? But with respect to WSIB, yes, that that, that is true uh, okay. in, in that situation, but... Let's kind of break this down. How long ago was it that you got hurt on your job? Six months ago. Six months ago. Okay. And how long have you worked for that uh, for that 
company in that job? No, I, I'm an independent contractor. Oh. I am. I am. So you you're a real independent contractor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not like not misclassified. No. Okay. Then in that situation, if WSIB is your only recourse, then yes, the, the two year limitation and the two year payment that does uh, does apply. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Moving forward, do you have any more questions? 1-855-821-5900 is the number to call. Help at employmenthour.com as well. Uh, there a limit how long an employee can be off for medical leave? No limit, John. Uh, and and a, lot of, a lot of people think it's two years. It's not two years. You can be off as long as a doctor says. Uh, and it really comes down to that. You have that information from your doctor. You can be off. Uh, and the company can't impose arbitrary. And the company can't have a policy. Cannot have a policy saying right. you're allowed to be off for a year, six months. Can't do that. Uh, only your doctor decides. They can't write themselves out of, out of the law, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if yeah. they, they could do that? We decided the law that applies to us will only be this and not that. We don't like it. It doesn't work that way. The law applies to everyone. Doesn't matter what you sign. Doesn't matter what the policy is. Uh, you can be off as long as you need to, as long as you're you're under doctor's care and, and trying to get better. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk and help at employmenthour.com. Chuck says, I was let go from my job and was told that it was uh, for financial reasons. The company just posted their fiscal results and they had an excellent year. Is there anything I can do? You know, it's a very common uh, situation, actually, because, uh, you know, a very common situation that I get a call from someone that's been let go. The company gives them a reason and then they find out that that reason really wasn't true, right. uh, that the reason wasn't legitimate. And people get upset. And of course, they'd be upset. I'd be upset, too. So would you. Uh, but here's, you know, putting feelings aside from a legal standpoint there's no real requirement that the company give you the actual reason as to why they let go, they let you go. So if they say it's business reasons, but they turns out the business is doing financially great and it's it's doing terrific, it's still a, a legal termination as long as you get severance. It really comes down to severance. The company can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as you get severance. Now the exception to this is the company cannot try to hide a discriminatory reason. So if they, let's say they really let you go because of your age, but they say, well, it's financial reasons. Well, you know, obviously you can't let be let go because of your age. You can't be let go because of your ethnicity, your sexual orientation, um, medical condition, etc. That's a human rights violation. But if it's a situation where the company wants to, or your boss wants to hire his cousin to work in your job, so he makes up a reason, your boss can do that, as, as crappy as that is, as long as your boss pays you your full severance, then that's legal. But here's a spoiler. If your boss pays you that severance, I bet you anything, it's not adequate no. because it's not adequate in 90% of cases, and that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. Severancepaycalculator.com is what you bounce over to in that case and find out or make the phone call, 1-855-821-5900. Still some time left to go here. Got about uh, 10 minutes, give or take, to call in, 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five talk if any of this is ringing a bell or you had a question to ask bring it on the uh, monday night edition of the employment hour also the weekend shows and wednesday we're back here as well hours of work overtime get lots of calls emails on this as well um basically how many hours can an employer make or make you work in a day or a week for that matter <laughs> yeah and we get a lot of calls and i get a lot of calls about hours and and, and overtime and uh uh, you know what's allowed and what's not allowed. So, so generally speaking, an employer can make you uh, work up to forty-eight hours in a week. But here's the thing, John: the fact that the employer can do that doesn't mean that they could do that in all situations. So, if I usually work forty hours, and my company says, "Now I've changed it. Now I need you to work forty-eight hours." 
no, they can't make that change. If that was the deal all along, uh, right. no problem. But if the company says, now we, we want you to work more hours, well, that's a significant change to the terms of my employment, and that could be a constructive dismissal. So, you're, so yes, while the company can make you work a certain hours, they can't change it unilaterally. They can't say you're going to go from X to, to Y, because if they do that, you may be able to, to say, no, I'm not going to do it. And if you force me, then I'm going to treat that as a constructive dismissal, leave with my severance. Your case, I mean, an extra eight hours a week, it might, it might be either a, a significant lifestyle disruption or not. Can you say, you know what, because I'm a good company guy, I'm a good soldier, I'm a team player, I'll take it out for a spin for a week or two and see if it works for me. If it does not, back it off. Can you do that without repercussions? You, you, you can, as long as you tell the company that that's what you're doing. So, right. if the, and, and this doesn't apply to hours, it applies to any change in the terms of your employment. So the company wants you to take another role, the company wants to relocate you, whatever it is, if you want to try it out before you make a decision whether you're going to accept it permanently, tell the company you're doing that. Say, I have concerns about this change, I am not sure I can do that, but I'm going to try it out for the next week, two weeks, month, whatever it is, and then I'm going to see how I feel about it. And then you can try it out, and if you do try it out and you realize this is not something I'm comfortable with, it's a big deal, it's more than I expected, at that point you preserve the right to treat that is a constructive dismissal, John. Get to the phone. Say, is it uh, Brian or Brian or Hamilton? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's happening with you tonight? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm calling for a friend who worked at a uh, reputable electronics company, and um, I guess on one of the sales, um, he had asked if uh, the if the customer wanted to take a uh, air air miles points, and uh, the customer said, "No, you you can go ahead and take it on our behalf." And unfortunately, he did. Uh, the The company found out and let him go and treated as theft. Is that is that right? Is that wow. correct? Huh. Wow. Uh, well, it, it's obviously not theft if if the person said, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." Uh, it's probably a breach of a policy, uh, and, and you know, probably something you shouldn't do. But there's a big difference between theft and breach of policy, and that theft is. You know, something they can fire him for cause, breach of a policy, it's not. So it really comes down to whether or not he did this, you know, but himself without anyone knowing, trying to get away with it, or if he was talking to a generous person and said, hey, it's all yours, buddy. Uh, in that situation, maybe a breach of policy, but not cause. I take it your, your friend lost his job? He lost his job. He got the, the cops called on him, and he had, he had a, um, a, a restraining order against the store. That wow. He can no longer go to into, into any of those stores. What, what did the customer say? Well, according to according to him, the customer had said they don't normally collect collect air miles points. So if it's something that he collects, then he's more than like entitled to take. But it. did the police talk to the customer? Did the company talk to to confirm no. that? No, nothing like that. So to me, this is really what it comes down to. It comes down to whether or not he said, mm, "Let me take advantage of this and and, and take it for myself," or if he, the guy encouraged him to go ahead and do it. So. The fact that the cops were called doesn't change the reality of what this is. So I'd have your, your friend give me a call. Let me help to, to, to do some more digging here because it ultimately may be a question of uh, even though he did something wrong, it may not be cause. Cause is very difficult to establish. You'd have to do something pretty pretty awful, pretty nasty to be let go for cause. So your, your friend actually, believe it or not, may be owed severance. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let him know. Thank Thanks. You.
1-855-821-5900 is that number to get a hold of Lior and the firm. That's a weird because he's not really stealing from the company. He's just he's he's just taking out his Air Miles card and getting miles on his own from Air Miles. Yeah, but it's kind of you know if in fact he was doing it without permission, it's dishonest, oh, and, sure. and then you can't really trust someone you know working in that environment. But again, it may be bad judgment if the guy tells him to do it, but it's not cause. It's a little shifty, but it's not cause. It's shifty, but it's yeah. not cause. And, and you know, cause is very difficult to establish. And actually, it's, it's a good way to, to, to mention this, that yeah, you may have done something wrong. You maybe even have done a few things wrong, but that does not mean that you can be let go for cause. Get to uh, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Good evening. Hi there. Um, so my cousin just got fired because she broke her wrist. She's I think she's about 17. She's a housekeeper. She broke her wrist and they fired her because they needed to replace her right away. Is that okay? Well, no, it's a, it's a very good question, Lindsay. And it's not okay. It's not okay at all. Because if she, you know, breaking your wrist is a serious thing. It's not just, you know, a, a, a minor issue. And that something that the human rights code would apply to. So if they fired her just because she's now unable to work, no, that's a human rights violation. Now, it's okay to bring someone in while she's off, but they can't fire her. What they should have done is do what they do what they need to do to run the business. And when your friend is able to come back to work, at that point, they have to assess the situation and decide if they have a job for her. If yes, great. If not, they have to pay her severance. By jumping the gun this way, not only is your friend owed severance, potentially she's owed human rights damages as well. So, so there's an important lesson there for everyone, uh, employers and employees, that your employer should not let you go just because you can work and just because they need to bring in a replacement. The decision on whether or not you have a job can only be made when the person is ready to come back to work. So, Lindsay, have your friend give me a call. Let me speak to her. Let me uh, discuss a bit more. And she she's going to be owed severance, and she certainly uh, may also be owed some human rights damages as well. Okay, thank you so much. I'll give you a call tomorrow morning. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate that. It's one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. That is the email address, by the way, Rick says, uh, my employer offered me a promotion, which I rejected because it would be a lot more work with almost the same pay. It's not a promotion. Uh, I'm now concerned that they are going to let me go. Can they let me go because I refuse the promotion? This is the old uh, not a team player type of a scenario. Well, you know, we wanted you in this role and you're not, you don't want to, so you're not a team player. We're going to let you go. So the reality is, can they let him go? Well, think about what I said earlier. Yep company can let you go pretty much for any reason. So the answer is yes, they can let him go. But what they cannot do is they cannot let him go for cause, in other words, without severance, because he's doing nothing wrong. He doesn't have to accept another position. doesn't matter if it's a promotion. You don't have to. Even if the company comes to you and says, we're going to give you a fabulous promotion with a big fat raise, you still don't have to accept it. Uh, and if the company says, well, then we're letting you go, that's a termination without cause. Severance is owed. Uh, and if, if they let him go, if they threaten him, if they say that he somehow he's resigned, absolutely, he has to give me a call, uh, and, and I'll make sure that he gets all the severance that he's owed. Rick, make that call, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com, and always check out severancepaycalculator.com as well. Look at uh, I got time for one more. Dennis says, I usually work a lot of overtime. Most years, 
It can be over 500 hours a year. I'm concerned that I'm about to lose my job. Does my overtime count when calculating the severance? This is an excellent question. Excellent, excellent question. Uh, because a lot of people, when when they lose their job, it's not just their salary that they have. Some people, like, like this person, has overtime as well. So how do we calculate severance? Well, everything counts when we calculate severance. So we also would look at your overtime. So on average, let's say you make $5,000, I picked the number, mm-hmm. $5,000 a year in overtime. So let's say your salary is $50,000 and you get $5,000 in overtime. So you really are making $55,000. So when it comes to calculating your severance, we're going to use $55,000 as the number to calculate. So your overtime will be included. But it's not just overtime. Uh, everything counts. So bonuses, car allowance, stock option, benefits, uh, even health and gym memberships. Sure. All those count when it comes to calculating your severance. Uh, so it's not just your salary. I'm pretty sure your employer is not going to forget about your salary, but many times, most cases, they're not going to include all components of your compensation because they hope to kind of get away with it or that you won't know any better. So all those things count and they can add up pretty darn quickly. So remember that, not just the salary, not just benefits, everything. If you want to know if something should be included in severance, you simply ask yourself, would I have received this had I continued working? If the answer is yes, I would have received it, then it has to be included as part of your severance. Yeah, no, it's funny as we close. I know you've had a lot of cases where sometimes the actual severance payment, the offer on the salary is like, oh, it's not too bad, but then it's like, oh, wait a minute here. You guys are forgetting a ton of stuff. Yeah, so, you know, 12 months is not bad, but wait a second, that's just 12 months of salary. What about your bonus? What about your benefits? What about your car allowance, et cetera, et cetera? And then when you add it up, you realize, holy cow, it's like $40,000 short of where it needs to be. So it's not just the number of months uh, of severance that that uh, count here. Obviously, that's a big deal. Yep. It's what's included in it. Uh, so always make the call. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Call me. Let's uh, discuss it. Don't ever, ever, ever sign off on a severance letter without getting proper advice. We will be back in here Wednesday night. Then, of course, the weekend shows and Employment Hour in 30. That happens on Global TV on Saturday mornings. Check that as well. In the meantime, one 821 5,900 is the number. Help at employmenthour.com. Mention it umpteen number of times. Use it. Severancepaycalculator.com as well. Till next time, On Point with Alex Pearson's coming right up. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.